Hey everybody, what's going on? It is your girl Tiffany E and I am one-fourth of your co-host here at Down for the Count. And on behalf of Alexis, Janae, and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So it is time for the Hell in a Cell review and recap. So let's start off with the first match of the night, which was Miss Bianca Belair versus the ever-annoying Bailey. <laughs> Bailey is in her bag as a heel villain character, so I have to give her mad props for that. And Bianca will forever be my girl, okay? It's Juneteenth weekend, okay? It's one of them kind of days, y'all. Anyway, so Miss Bianca and Bailey kicked off the show, and rightfully so, because they were hot right out the gate. It was a very big back and forth match between these two. Bailey got the drop on Bianca at one point, and I was like, Miss Girl, you almost are in danger, honey. You are in danger. Fix it, okay? <laughs> I said, ma'am. That's when she had that hair tied. I said, oh, no, not again. Oh, no. <laughs> but Bianca ultimately was able to pull out the win and beat the brakes off of Bailey, honey. She took Bailey back to the ancestors. The ancestors said, beat a dog. Beat a dog. And that's what Miss Bianca did. Okay? KOD onto the ladder, and that's what I'm talking about. It was very much glorious. It was very much luxurious. It was giving very much, I run this shit, you're no longer on top, bitch. And I loved it. Okay? So, Bianca for the win. Congratulations to Bianca. She has not lost as of lately. She has been on quite the roll. And her feud with Bailey has only pushed her further into the stratosphere. So, my prediction is the next person she'll probably end up having a feud with is Miss Carmella. She's the only other available superstar on the SmackDown roster who is a former SmackDown Women's Champion. Okay? So, it would be smart to just put her up against Carmella for the next couple of weeks and get her into Money in the Bank with Carmella. Let them compete. Carmella loses. They go into SummerSlam and possibly revisit Bianca versus, you know, Sasha Banks. If Sasha Banks is available, I hear Miss Girls got is on the ballot for the Emmys, honey. It's for the girls. <laughs> but congratulations to Bianca for putting on an banger of a match. And congrats to Bailey for being a worthy adversary. Bailey don't really get her flowers enough. And Bailey really has been in her bag for the last year and a half. She's been doing everything in her power to maintain her stardom, but also keep SmackDown afloat. And you gotta respect that. You know what I'm saying? She's a great competitor, an awesome heel, and she's just all around just the perfect aspect of what a heel superstar is supposed to be bailey embodies it so shout out to bailey for her dedication her hard work and her elevating bianca the way that she did and shout out to bianca for rising to the occasion and kicking ass when necessary okay them girls was not playing for me this most definitely was match of the night okay let's move on to the non-title bouts so let's talk about cesaro and seth rollins very much a good match a matchup back and forth between these two men cesaro dominated a big chunk of this match but ultimately cesaro lost to seth rollins i was shocked my prediction was for cesaro to win and move forward from there but oh no 
Oh man, not again. <laughs> they just let Seth Rollins get the win. And it was not on no bullshit. It wasn't on no trash. It was on a legal roll up and it was perfect it was right when cesaro was getting ready to put him in the sharpshooter i think but rollins was able to roll him up and well rollins got the w there was nothing cesaro could do and there was nothing that i can do because drip rollins you did that baby i had to give you that you was dripping in all of the south and you was able to just had that little bit of wherewithal just that little bit of presence to where he was able to pull out that W. Congratulations to you both on a very good match. But more specifically, congratulations to Seth Rollins for picking up that W. Let's move on into another battle. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. A big fight between these two. Every time these two get in the ring together, if they are on opposing ends, it is always combustible. And that's one thing that I love about Kevin Owens. And Sami Zayn, despite their friendship outside of WWE, they are well aware of how to make you be invested in what they're doing. And that's what you're supposed to do. These two were going at each other's throats. And I loved it. But ultimately, Sami Zayn was able to pick up the win over KO. Now, KO's been on sort of a losing streak as of lately. And I really hate the way WWE books its faces. I don't like the fact that every time a heel character becomes a face, they have to be losing all the time. It's such a weird trope that WWE needs to get rid of. I think having a balanced character set is the best way to go. Rather than making your villains be these unstoppable monsters and letting your heels be these constant underdogs uphill battle fighting. It's not always a good trope to watch and sometimes it makes some of your best characters, your best superstars look so weak and so unappealing in the ring. Now I'm not saying that's the case with Kevin Owens, but it can be with some superstars, which is what leads me into the Shayna Baszler versus Alexa Bliss match. Now me personally, I totally understand how Shayna Baszler could lose this match to Bliss. This was not a match of matching brawn and power and technical skill. This was about the battle of the minds and who was able to outweigh the other. And obviously Bliss was in Shayna Baszler's head throughout the whole time. So much so, she was almost able to control the woman and tell her what to do. Now, they had a cute little moment where Nia Jax got liquid jade and pretty much was telepathically whooping the little Reggie Koala Bear's ass. Just smacked the dog shit out of him. Just bitch slapped the hell out of that man. I said, oh my God. It was so distasteful, girl. Damn. Like, damn, you just gonna slap your man like that on TV, bitch? You're going to masculate your man on TV like that? Girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so embarrassing, honey. Oh, it was embarrassing. But anyway, you saw some pieces of where Bliss was coming from with her, you know, wannabe demon walk, you know, Spider-Man contortionist walk. With her arm, you know, she double jointed, so her arm twisting around and shit. 
You know, but ultimately she was able to get the, the drop on Shayna with that sick DDT that she does and give her that twisted bliss. Now, a lot of people were saying that this match was disappointing, but Shayna Baszler has some spots in this match where she was definitely keeping control. But as I said, when you don't understand what you're watching, don't always shit on it. Maybe you need to go back and re-watch it to understand. If you can understand how The Undertaker was able to fuck with people in the mind the way that he did, then you can understand how Bliss is able to do what she does. If you're able to understand how Bray Wyatt is a mental master manipulator, then you can understand how Bliss could also be able to do those things as well. It is not hard to understand. I say it often, and I'm going to say it here on the podcast. I really, really wish people would start watching wrestling the way that you watch movies and television because that is exactly what it is. It is a TV show, a well-structured TV show with fighting. That is what it's about. And if you can watch it that way, then you'll have a better understanding and a totally different outlook of what you're seeing on screen. If everything has to have realism and be realistic, then you're taking the piss out of what wrestling can be and how fun it should be. Shayna Baszler isn't missing anything. She's been champion on the main roster as a tag team for well over a year. She was champion in NXT for well over two years. I think her taking a couple L's doesn't change the fact that she's still Shayna Baszler. And she's more than capable of doing what she's always done, which is fight and dominate if necessary. It's just she has to be mentally prepared. And in this case, she was not. So she was bested by Little Miss Bliss. Now, let's move on to some more title bouts. Let's talk about Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Now, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair obviously have a combustible relationship. These women have no love lost with each other, and it was very clear that in this match, it needed to be inside hell in a cell with a definitive winner. Now, I understand WWE wanted to prolong this and push it out to Money in the Bank, possibly, but no, 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 no. You should have moved forward. You should have moved forward and put them inside a cell. Hell in a Cell got moved up, so that's what you should have did, was put them inside a cell. Out of all of the matches on the card, this was the most combustible match you had, and it probably would have been 10 times better had it been inside a cell. Now that I've said that, for the most part, the match itself was great. There wasn't really much wrong with it. Charlotte got the drop on Rhea early on in the beginning. They both were going back and forth to dominate. They both were getting hurt and getting beating each other down. But ultimately, Rhea Ripley got sick of the bullshit and just disqualified herself. She took out um, Charlotte Flair, disqualified herself. Charlotte wins via DQ. But we all know that during a title bout, if you get disqualified... The winner does not receive the title, and the title remains with the current champion. So Rhea Ripley is still your reigning and defending Raw Women's Champion, while Charlotte Flair still owns a W over the champion. So you know that this is not going to be done. You know that these two women are going to battle again. I only hope that they finally end this at the next pay-per-view, but do it inside a steel cage. With all that being said, the final bout of the night was Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. And as much as people want, didn't want to see this match, it actually was very good. 
Both men pulled out and did a tremendous job in this match of beating the absolute hell out of each other. But ultimately, Bobby Lashley was able to get the one-up on Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was bested by MVP and Bobby Lashley, which I knew was going to happen. I just wish it wouldn't have happened the way that it happened. However, I'm not sad or mad about it. I love Drew McIntyre. I wasn't mad that he lost because I know eventually later on down the line, he will get the title again. He's not too old to where he can't continue wrestling. So I'm not mad about Drew. And I'm not mad about Bobby either. As much as I hate on Bobby, it is Juneteenth weekend. So the ancestors were smiling down on his ass too, unfortunately. So I have to give him a little bit of props. But I will tell you this. Bobby Lashley's days are numbered as champion, whether it be at Money in the Bank or at SummerSlam. I don't see Bobby Lashley being champion past two Survivor Series. And now that may not be what everybody else thinks, but that's just a prediction coming from me. So my overall predictions of Hell in a Cell is that it's kind of in the middle. I give it a C-. It wasn't a bad show, but it wasn't a great spectacular show either. It was very much middle of the road. However, my favorite matches of the night are Bianca Belair and Bayley and Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I thought both sets of women did absolutely spectacular in their respective matches. They were fun to watch. You couldn't stop watching. It was so easy to keep up. And it wasn't clear as to who was going to win in both of those matches. You knew in the back of your mind who was going to win, but it wasn't clear. You were very much deadlocked on that match and everything that was happening in it. So kudos to those women for putting on a very, very good show. And in a... I guess you could say an honorable mention to Drew and Bobby and Cesaro and Seth Rollins. They both put on, both, all four superstars put on great matches as well. And Bobby and Drew really surprised me because they actually had a very good match. So respect to all of y'all and respect to all the superstars who performed at Hell in a Cell. Now it's time to look forward to Money in the Bank, which usually is the highlight of the year because that's when the tide begins to change. So who's going to be able to compete in Money in the Bank and who's going to win? I don't know, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they make this into a tournament thing and don't just give people slots for Money in the Bank. So for the next couple of weeks, you should have qualifying matches all across all both brands to determine who's going to be in the men's money in the bank and the women's money in the bank and just make it like that you can continue some feuds erase others and just start moving forward to money in the bank and SummerSlam. and that's my predictions on money in the bank and it's definitely going to be my <laughs> review of hell in a cell so if you want to watch our live tweets of the show don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at Down for the Count 19. You can always get all the news and all the information on our Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast. I'm your girl Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis, Janae, and Nicole, thank you so much for listening to our show. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.